Third Shift presents The Imposter's Guide to Gaming, your quick fix for gaming news. Now, here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Welcome to another wonderful episode of IG2G. This is episode 50, the big five zero, and we are in the midst of a quarter and boo-hoo-hoo for us. So you yes. guys and gals know what that means. It's going to be an abbreviated episode today, but you know what? We are not going to let you down. We're going to have a ton of fun. We got all sorts of cool stuff to talk about. Do you like mysterious tidbits from Matt? Do you yep. like dead things and in space? And do you like the government? Well, we're going to talk a little bit about them. So this is going to be a super cool episode, so stay tuned. Number three. So first up this week, I am so excited because this is something I totally missed, and this should technically have been on last week's episode, because this is a game that came out on the 18th of March for 40 bucks for PS4 and Xbox One. Why is that date important? Because it's the 15th year anniversary of this series. What am I talking about? Na 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 Katamari Eternal. That's right. Last year in December, they released Katamari Damacy Reroll for Nintendo Switch and PC, and I cried tears. Bloody tears came out of my eyeballs, and I went, I can't play on either of those two systems. Why can't I get my remastered Katamari Damacy on a system I can play? Bam, they listened to me, they heard me. Katamari Eternal popped out two weeks ago. On a Monday, which is a weird day for releases, that's probably why it slipped by me. But this is Katamari Damacy Remastered. It's all up-resed. The, the visuals, the graphics are still that low-poly style, which fits with Katamari Damacy because it, it wouldn't be right any other way. But everything's blown up into HD. They redid all the cutscenes. They're beautiful HD. Like, I was watching the IGN review just a little while ago and watching those cutscenes just... Oh. It's, it took me right back. That right music, back those graphics, dude. And then this, since it's the, the eternal version of the Katamari Damacy reroll, this has all the levels from We Love Katamari, which is the PS2 sequel to the original Katamari Damacy. And if you're sad because you bought reroll and you want this version instead, don't worry because the We Love Katamari levels are coming to you guys as a $10 download. I think it's the... I can't remember exactly what the DLC is called, but it's a little additional DLC for you guys and for people who want the total package, like me, Katamari Eternal, PS4 and Xbox One, you're going to be rolling stuff up. You're going to be collecting stuff. You're going to make a big ball. The king of all the cosmos is going to say, that ball was great, or that totally sucked. That's so awesome. I can't wait to get my hands on more Katamari. If anybody knows me, God, I love that game so much. I listen to the soundtrack all the time. All through college, I had it on an MP3 player. Just listen to the soundtrack over and over and over and over and over in my head. Anytime I hear it, my spirits lift up, and I jump out of my seat. I was watching the trailers, watching the reviews. Today, I was just, if you don't love Katamari, you have no soul. If you got a soul, you got to get Katamari Eternal. Boom. Just get it. Just get it. Make yourself happy. Number two. Well, not to be outdone by good news, Matt. I'm telling you what, this isn't a release date, so it technically don't belong here. But you know what? You know how mm. I get. I get excited. I get hyped about something I hear, and I got to tell you. And let me tell you, this is a, just a golden nugget. So if you don't know Michael Condry, he is the creator of one of my favorite series of all time, which is Dead Space. All right. Well, we all know okay. Visceral went under a long time ago. EA, the mighty evil EA, ate them up. Da 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 da. They split off. A lot of them went to like Sledgehammer for and started making Call of Duty crap. <clears throat> I mean, it's not crap, but you know what I mean. Call of Duty stuff that's it's uninteresting and doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> Anyways, 
Mitochondria left there and got taken in by 2K. And so he's working for them in this secret studio doing whatever. Mm. Well, whatever happens to be, guess what? They got the rights to Dead Space, and he is now working on a new Dead Space. Nice. And I'm like, oh, yes. And, of course, people (laughs) say, well, it's not the whole team. Sure, it's not. But, you know, it's one of the main creators, and I'm sure he's got some people from his back pocket, you know, that used Mm. to work with him down the line. And who knows? I don't know if he's still buddies with some of the other guys that worked on it, you know, extensively. Maybe he's going to draw them in a little bit. Who knows? All I know is we're going to get it. I was going to say, and even if it's not the whole team, even if it's not the original vision of Dead Space, some Dead Space is better than none Dead Space. Exactly. And I, I'm telling you right now, this is the prime market for it. So it all makes sense because mm. the survival horror Resident Evil 2, the remake, is just doing gangbusters. Everybody's in yep, love with yep. it. Everybody's remembering that they love that survival horror genre. And, of course, who does it better than Dead Space? Nobody, except maybe mm. old school Silent Hill, but the new, not the new school Silent Hill. So Dead Space no. is the top of the line. And guess what, boys and girls? I'm proud to present to you the knowledge that they're coming back and we're going to get Isaac back in the fray. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Whoever they get for it. But I hope it's Isaac because Isaac's the bomb. (laughs) (laughs) So, as they always say, please be excited. (laughs) Please look forward to this game. Yes. (laughs) Number one. Now, not to be outdone by good news, Eric, I am double good news, Matt, at least good news for myself, because I was trolling around on Twitter, and I think this got announced kind of in the PAX East shenanigans, but maybe got lost a little bit. I'm not sure if it was on the Gwent Twitter or the CD Projekt Red Twitter proper, but they announced that there will be DLC packs for Thronebreaker coming up. My favorite game of this past year, this past whole, like, anytime since Persona 5 stopped being in my PlayStation 4. And I got so giddy because I think, now, if you don't know Thronebreaker, I mean, it's a whole campaign mode and you kind of build your deck, you got all your units and stuff. But one of the issues that I was just thinking myself that I was going to have with it is when you play through it again, obviously you make certain choices here and there and that gets you like a certain card to your deck. But overall, you're using the same units. You know, you got the Lyrian people, you got the, the, uh, I won't go into spoilers, but you have the main faction units in your army and you're kind of going around with that whole army the whole game. And you get some additions, but you don't really change up your overall deck that much. Well, these four DLC packs will be changing that up. And I think this will help people kind of get over into Gwent, too, because you have all the faction decks in there, all the different leader cards. So I'm going to bust down these four DLC packs, kind of in the order of my excitement for them. And uh, let's see, we got coming up, I think I think it's in a couple months it's coming up the first one, and then it's maybe once a month after that. They weren't uh-huh. real specific on it. But coming up first was Queen of the Scoyatel, and each one of, these, each one of these DLCs adds not only a new deck for you to play with, but new moral choices in the game to support that. So Queen of the Scoyatel happens on the Edern map. This gives you access to Scoyatel units to the Scoyatel deck. Obviously, that makes total sense because you're fighting them a lot in Edern. Maybe there's a moral choice at the end, and you can side with them over... You know, the people of Edern and Kingdom Event. Uh-huh. Pretty cool stuff. Those units are really fun to play against because they do a lot of damage and they stack and all kinds of really cool stuff. Then up next, again in my excitement level, is Gurnacora Reborn, which is going to affect the Angren map and gives you access to the monster deck. Obviously, you remember Gurnacora. She was a big 
just hideous pustule thing. And since there are so many monsters, I'm interested to see which monsters you'll have access to because there are all kinds of vampires, werewolves, grave hags, you know, the, the foglets and the necrophages and everything. So I'm not sure which ones will be in this deck, but it'll definitely be cool to play with those monsters because, again, playing against them, they synergize with each other. You know, you consume a unit here, spawn a copy there, eat that unit, make your units better. Really cool stuff. Can't wait to play with the monster deck. Now, the two I'm most excited for, one is called Dragon Rider. Now, this is going to affect the Mahaka map. And if you, if you remember me playing it, or if you've played it yourself, there's an optional encounter with a dragon in that map. And now, instead of the two options you have, you'll get a third one where Keltalus will join you and join your army. Now, the really interesting thing about this is instead of having, you know, you have like the Lyrian Banner or the Scepter of Storms immediately out on your playfield, instead it's going to be Keltalus. So he's going to have the, the wings, the claws, the tail. Those will all be, you know, cards that are just permanently out on your battlefield. But what's interesting about that is you don't have control over what Keltalus does. You know, those oh, cards nice. will, I love that. will do their own thing, and so it, they take up the spot on your playing field. They're doing their own thing, so you've got to build around that. And Meave will get, I think, a, 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 a maybe it's like a whip kind of. In Thronebreaker, Meave gets different weapons, and they give her different leader abilities. Mm-hmm. I think this whip affects what Keltalus does, maybe, or you can synergize with it a little bit more. So the whole different play style with Keltalus would be super cool. And then the very last one, the one I'm most excited about, which totally breaks the, ga- breaks the game and adds a new, a new campaign map for you to go into, Rise of the Golden Sun. At the end of the Lyrian map, obviously something happens, and you go to war with Nilfgaard in the proper story. In this DLC, you get to join with Nilfgaard and take on the rest of the Northern Hordes by yourself. Well, not by yourself, but as part of their army. Mm-hmm. They showed some concept art of Meave. She's usually got the, the shiny golden armor. She's got the black armor with the bright, blazing golden sun in the middle. I can't wait to play with that Nilfgaard deck because that has all kinds of crazy shit in it. Just using that to decimate all your friends that you know from your other playthrough uh-huh. will be so ridiculously fun and evil and dark. I can't wait for these DLC packs to, to drop. I can't, I can't wait to get back into Thronebreaker and play it four different freaking ways. Just play it as the freaking dirty, nasty Nilfgaard. <laughs> it's beautiful. But what's so cool about it is, since you can't be that throughout the actual story, yeah. they made their own little, like, one-chapter campaign mm-hmm. map story that, for you to go sweet. do that, yeah, too. Exactly. Hell yeah. Oh, so, so cool. I can't wait. You know I'm going to be giving you more details about these release dates as soon as I'm getting them, because I'm going to be playing them. I'm going to be streaming them. I'm going to be the happiest that I've ever been since the last time that I played Thronebreaker on a stream. It's going to be good. Imposter's topic of the day. So the topic tonight, you know, and it's funny because the the rest of the the whole show has been really boom, boom, cool releases. But unfortunately, Mm. this one, you know, might not turn out to be anything, but it might be really, really bad. So, you know, and we'll talk about it. So... Anywho's, I told you guys the government's part of a whole shindig, and well, they always want to dip their fingers in everything. Apparently, they're approving the Federal Commission on Gaming Services, and this is going to be going through, and it's supposed to, and I'm, you know, I got quotation mark fingers, all you know, that whole thing. Oh, yeah. Just regulate, of course, online gaming services, games as a service, that type of thing, microtransactions. It's supposed to just regulate that, 
and make sure things are going according to like regulation and 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 uh, kind of coordinating with like uh, casinos, that kind of stuff, gambling, oh, yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Its whole structure is supposed to just be based around keeping everything within the law in that regard. And then if anything seems to get out of hand or gets dodgy, they can step in and then put mm-hmm. their hand down and change and you know do all that because ES- ESRB doesn't handle that. You know, right, they they right. mostly. They they were asked to, but they don't really do it. It's mostly just a mature. Oh, you know, be seventeen because this game has gambling in it. Mm-hmm. They didn't think that was enough, so we're getting that. And I kind of wanted to just go back and forth a little bit about what you think of that. And and the problem and the problem I have with it is it leaves the door open. Yeah, yeah you know, exactly. and that's what I'm worried about. So thoughts on the original concept that they've created, which is just a federal, you know, whole shindig based off making laws, rules on gaming as a service and games as a service, microtransactions, la 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 la. But then, of course, do you think there could be issues down the road of them stepping on ESRB's toes or just basically going all in? I don't know. What do you think? Well, I think as with so many things, as with so many concepts, especially governmental-wise, governmentally, I like the idea of it. Like, this is something we've seen, you know, hubbub about games as a service, loot boxes, all that other kind of stuff. It's been growing and growing. I think it's kind of died down a little bit lately. Yeah, it was but getting quiet. It feels, but it feels like something has had to be done regulation-wise for a little while just because of, you know, the, the bad situations that things can get into from, from not only just a game's end, but from a consumer end. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just throwing money at something to maybe get something and maybe get essentially nothing yeah and the swedish so, government stepped in the chinese government stepped in it was only a matter mm-hmm. of time yeah so i think overall it's a good idea because having a system that's just totally free for anybody to do anything as soon as somebody you know nips on that one thing that's really really bad for consumers but so profitable for the company that's doing it everybody's going to do it because mm-hmm. they're going to see those billions of dollars rolling in so you got to have somebody to step in for that so i think on the base level, I like it. The very, very basic level. But like you said, I feel like as soon as somebody starts touching this, they're going to start touching that too. They're going to start touching this. They're going to start touching this. Instead of just you know, loot boxes or games as a service, now it's anything with microtransactions. Now it's anything with DLC. Maybe it's anything where, I mean, you've seen you know, on the ERSRB logo, Users interact. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's anything where you can interact with another player. Now. Yeah, and that's exactly where my issue comes in. Is mm-hmm. and on a base level, the FCOGs, which funny name, right? Their acronym mm-hmm. is FCOGs, which I think is powerful. <laughs> that's a good one. Yep. <laughs> I think on a base level that it's all fine and dandy, as long as they stuck to just making sure that the gambling aspects, the 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 loot box parts, stay. Yeah favorable to everybody involved and fair to everybody involved that's okay but the issue like you said is that they can start to tweak and move their way sideways so say a game has loot boxes of some kind or microtransactions in some case or form shape way whatever they can say well hey esrb we're going to need you to put an m for mature even though the game might not have anything to do with anything that's mature, it's just that they have a loot box where you can get silver, which mm-hmm. technically could be considered cash, and they want to control that, meaning they only want 17 or older getting it. So now this poor company who made this game based for teenagers or, or preteens or whatever is yeah. just completely SOL, mm-hmm. and their sales are going to go down, you know, just 
right into the crapper. They're going to end up going bankrupt, lose money. They're not going to make a game again. And you can start to see this trend towards mature rated games just kind of, you know, everyone's going to focus on either A, all mature, or B, they're going to stop doing any sort of, you know, loot box sort of things or whatever, which I think is unfortunate because they can be fun if done properly. Mm. Now, now you were talking about, you know, making it an M for mature game. But that's only seventeen plus, mm-hmm. and in most places you got to be 18. at least eighteen to gamble. Sometimes twenty, sometimes twenty-one. Mm-hmm. So is this going to be turning into like an AO scenario? Because that's that's the yeah. only rating that they have right now, where you know an, an adult can do. You have to be eighteen, and if you legally have to be eighteen to gamble in this state or that state, or you know maybe they'll pass a whole regulation just for gambling online as you know through gaming Mm -hmm. maybe that'll be a whole nother level and it'll push it past mature which you can you can still get and interact with straight into ao which is complete death for everything and here you go and here's where another really scary thing comes in so the government's getting involved all right it's going Mm -hmm. federal this is big dog stuff now what happens when government gets involved with something it becomes a law so think yeah. of this. What if you're a parent and you go out to your local EB Games, whatever? Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my kid this game because he totally yep, wants yep. it. Doesn't doesn't think about it or whatever. It's AO because there's transactions for cash or whatever in the game. Mm. Buys the game. He just broke the law. Yeah. That parent just now broke the law. If the government gets involved as far as they could, if they take this and wiggle their way in a little bit, next thing mm. you know, you might be breaking the law when you're buying video games. For your kid or your cousin or whatever, who knows, and could potentially have to fines, fees, jail time. I doubt that would ever be the case. That's going overboard. Oh, I but, doubt that. But a fee so. or a fine, you know, if Officer Joe's mm-hmm. walking by, oh, 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 what do you got here? Oh, you just bought your kid a, an 18-year-old? It's just like buying cigarettes for minors and, and alcohol. Yeah, true. He'd be treated probably yeah. the exact same. And that that is ridiculous because it's just That's a stupid nuts. video game. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. And I mean, fortunately for me, it won't ever matter because I'm a single guy. I buy all my own video games. Uh-huh. But yeah, like you said, any any parent, like if you bought a game that was AO and it was just in your console, what, I mean, you didn't break the law because you bought it for yourself. But what if one of your daughters signs on, you know, mm-hmm. further down the line here? And well, who, who authorized this transaction? Oh, well, I didn't know about it. She just hit yes that it was approved. Now she's broken the law, and you've broken the law by having her playing the game, et cetera, et cetera. That's freaking ridiculous. Yeah, who knows, man? And that's and that's where it gets fishy, and that's why back in the day everybody was like, oh, no, 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 we don't want government getting in. We don't want government getting mm-hmm. in, you know, because you don't know where it's going to go. And, and that is potentially where it could go because in those cases it ties in to what they're actually making this whole commission, this board for, mm-hmm. to control. And it's like, well, that's that's not good. If they decide they want to take it further. <laughs> uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. So it's going to be very interesting to watch where this goes and see what comes of it. You know, and maybe nothing. Maybe it's literally just one more stupid piece of garbage little group the government's putting together to pay a bunch of politicians and morons to do nothing. So I, I, really, <laughs> hope, I really hope that it all, you know, it either regulates itself well or that it all kind of blows over. Because mm-hmm. I remember, you know, when the ESRB was starting to get founded, everyone was up at arms. Oh, yeah, flipping throwing a fit. out. And now it's just, that's just part of normal everyday life, and it's not that big of a deal. Hopefully this is that same kind of thing, where it's something 
we all see behind the scenes, and it doesn't yeah. really affect the gamer in any kind of negative way. No. It's just a backdrop support system, so yeah. no one gets out of hand. So hopefully that's the case, Matt. I don't know. It has the potential to go bad, but mm. yeah, like you said, maybe it'll end up nothing. Everybody, what do you all think? What do you think of the FCOGs coming in and ruining your day or helping out the system and making sure kids aren't buying all sorts of crap or, and companies aren't, um, what's the word? Jeez, uh, oh, Pete's. Praying, Praying on people. Jeez, oh, Pete's. I was, I was going to say predatorize. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to predatorize you. <laughs> oh, oh that's gosh. good. <laughs> but anyways, we want to hear feedback from you. I'd love to know what everybody thinks of this this whole new uh, commission going through. What are your thoughts? What are your opinions? Do you think it's going to be all right? Or are you scared to death? I want to know. And for more details on that, we'll have to wait for the Imposters Wrap-Up. Imposters Wrap-Up. So yes, please give us your feedback. What do you think about the FCOGs? What do you think about anything else we discussed on the show? What would you like us to talk about more on future episodes if you got any questions comments concerns if you just want to say hi do all that stuff let us know via email at info at thirdshift.me tweet at us at thirdshiftme and find us on facebook under third shift indeed you can you can also find us over on patreon if you like what we do like what we're seeing like what you're seeing hey consider throwing us a buck maybe two bucks maybe a hundred bucks or you could go for that coveted one million dollars hey lot of winner out there i know you're listening Give us that yeah, one million. Exactly. Give us that one Give million. Give us that one million dollars. We'll open up a food line. There'll be babies in jars. It's gonna be great. We'll put cameras up. It'll be like Superstore. Just saying, you're gonna like it. If you cannot donate, that's also fine. You can give us likes in the Facebooks, thumbs up, all the good things on the Twitter feeds, mailbag questions, comments, five-star ratings on all the wonderful different podcasting world and services. Any of those things are awesome, and we really appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. And, of course, this podcast drops every two weeks on Tuesday, so we'll be back in your ear holes on the 16th of April for our very next episode. You can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services. And, as always, please do follow us at twitch.tv slash me. Check us out when we're streaming. It's always a good time. And I think with that, for Eric, I'm Matt. Danny's on the edit making us sound good. There's nothing else to say but... April, April Fool's! Fool's suckers! <laughs> oh, yeah. Wasted your life. <laughs> Got him. <'em. laughs>